there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one blessed page of Talmud every day. And in today's pages, Rosh Hashanah 29 and 30, we kick the week off with a sort of blissful, blessful mindset. Have a listen. Ahava, son of Rabbi Zerah, taught the falling Baraita. With regard to all the blessings, even if one already cited a blessing for himself and has consequently fulfilled his own obligation, he could still recite a blessing for others and thereby discharge their obligation, as all Jews are responsible for one another. This is true with regard to all blessings except for the blessing recited over bread and the blessing recited over wine, both before and after their consumption. With regard to these blessings, if he has not yet fulfilled his own obligation, he can discharge the obligation of others as well. But if he already fulfilled his own obligation, he cannot discharge the obligation of others, as these blessings are recited in appreciation of physical enjoyment and can only be recited by one who is actually deriving pleasure at the time. So much to unpack here. This calls for the heavy guns for our teacher, for Rabbi David Bashevkin. Hello, my friend. Liel, what an absolute joy to be talking about this passage of Talmud, which if you've paid close attention, you have witnessed this passage at work many a time. If you've ever been in synagogue and somebody gets up and makes kiddush on Friday night over the glass of wine and sanctifies the Shabbos, and you notice that not everybody may have a glass in front of them. It's one person making that kiddush and sanctifying the day of Shabbos on behalf of everyone. It is this very passage that is at play. I love it, but I, I'm going to be a little bit difficult here and say, well, yeah, it's one thing when you see someone blessed the wine and making the blessing in synagogue and, and, and you sort of understand it. But the way it is it is put here, it's almost like, hey, you know, uh, how, how, about, how about you do this for me? How about, how about you say all these blessings so that I don't have to? It almost seems like uh, inviting like an app, right? Or like a business to sort of like rentabracha.org or something like this. Tell me exactly how this works and what is the logic behind this curious statement that, you know, you could fulfill the mitzvah by having another person discharge you of your obligation by saying the bracha for you. I love your pushback, and Liel, frankly, you're not difficult with me often enough. So I invite it, I welcome it, and I embrace it. What I would say on this passage is this is what is at play. It's actually almost the inverse of what you are saying. It's very easy for a Jew to go about his day or her day and say, you know what? I did everything I'm supposed to do. I made the blessings I'm supposed to make. I have fulfilled my spiritual obligations. What is at play in this passage is a reminder that your spiritual obligations are not fulfilled until everyone's spiritual responsibilities are fulfilled. The reason why it works for one person to make a blessing on behalf of others is because part of your obligation is to help fulfill and facilitate other people's spiritual growth and responsibility. So it's really a sense, a larger responsibility that every Jew as part of that larger edifice of the Jewish people has for one another. It's very easy in religious life to say, you know what, I'm going to take care of me and you take care of you. 
and you go about and you make your kiddush and shul, you sanctify Shabbos, you pray, you do other things, and you come home and you don't get involved in what anybody else is doing. What this passage of Talmud is saying is that part of your very obligation, part of your responsibility, part of communing with the divine is helping and facilitate others to have such experiences and to fulfill their obligations. And that's why it's this isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card of, you know what, somebody else just make the blessing for me. It's in fact the exact opposite. It's that when I look at this very holy edifice known as Knesset Yisroel, the great body of the Jewish people, I cannot rest until all of us have an entry point and a way to participate. As always, my friend, where I bring cantankerousness and difficulty you bring hope and inspiration, and for that, I thank you. Liel, even your cantankerousness is quite hopeful. Thank you so much for having me. What an absolute joy. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please Go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.